and welcome to the very first episode of SAT Time. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Chloe. We're so happy you were able to join us today. So today we are drinking strawberry matcha, and if you would like to try out this recipe, it is on our Instagram at SAT Time. I highly recommend you checking out. It's delicious. So today we're going to be going over everything a high schooler needs to know about the SAT. We'll be answering the most commonly asked general questions about the SAT so that you can discover ways to prepare for the test without spending a dime. So the first most commonly asked question is, what is the SAT? And the SAT is a standardized test used to equalize the academic level of thousands of students across the globe. And it is important to note that many schools are test optional now, which means you don't necessarily have to take the SAT to get into select universities. So when can you take the SAT? You can take it seven times throughout the year. Now this is important to note, especially for seniors. For seniors who are applying early decision to colleges, the last time you can take the SAT is in August. For seniors not applying early decision, the last time you can take it is in October. So another question is how can you sign up for the SAT? So you can most easily register on the College Board website, which will be linked in the description of our podcast, but it is important that you are prepared to submit a headshot um, just so they can check and make sure that you aren't having someone take the test for you. And you also need to submit some facts about your grades and your background. So where do you take it? Testing centers are usually a high school in your district or a staff development center, and you can specify which testing center you would prefer in your registration. They offer many in your state, and so you can really choose which one would be most convenient for you to get to. Another question is, what should you bring to your SAT? So you need to bring one ID. This could be a driver's license or a permit or a birth certificate or passport. And you also need to print out your registration ticket. And this is very important. There is no messing around on SAT day, so the people at the door are checking this, and if you don't have it, you will not be let in and not allowed to take your test. That's right. So for preparation, Elizabeth and I really, really strongly recommend taking a practice test to start with, and this will give you a good idea of where you're starting, so what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are, and it helps you plan your um, schedule for your practice after that. So after you take the practice test, you can then start watching videos online, reading articles, and doing practice questions. Um, we recommend that you take a practice test at a minimum every two weeks to assess progress, and then you can go over missed questions to really target your weak spots. This is the best practice you can get, and I'm going to stress this again. It's super helpful to go over the missed questions on your practiced SATs. This gives you a really good idea of what to expect on the real test so that you can be prepared for the actual test day. So another question is, when should you start preparing? College Board recommends you start preparing at least three months prior. Chloe and I did a um, schedule where we started preparing over the summer, so then we could really buckle down and prepare without this kind of distraction of school, and then we took it in August. So you can do that, or you can um, just kind of take out three months to really focus on preparing for the test during the school year. Yeah. If you have a very busy schedule, I really recommend doing what we did 
and studying over the summer so that you can really focus on schoolwork and your schedule of being a high schooler during the high school year. So moving on, what are some no-cost ways to prepare? That's kind of what we're all about, like preparing yourself without a cost. And we have some actually really good strategies. Our favorite method is Khan Academy, and Khan Academy is linked with the College Board. And so if you link your accounts, then you can actually get a personalized study plan. And this is really helpful. It's free and it's real questions that you would get on the SAT. So it's very reliable and really fun actually. So moving on, um, we recommend studying from tests of previous years. They can, these can be found from the College Board website. So they have some from 2017 and earlier. And these are perfect because you know what to expect. And it just gives you a really realistic perspective. Yeah, and so another question is, where can you find online websites to take a free PSAT, which is the pre-SAT? So we recommend a website called Testive, which allows you to take seven free PSATs, and they give you a really similar structure to the real SAT. So they have built-in breaks, and the timing is exactly the same. And when you finish, it gives you immediate feedback, so you immediately see what your score is, what you missed, what the correct answers are for the questions you missed. So then you can go back in the test and look at what you missed and figure out what the correct answer would be and why. And you can take seven of these free. And Chloe and I also recommend signing up for a specific time. Mm -hmm. So you have an online administrator ready right there for you. You can send a quick chat if you don't know what the structure of the test is, if you have any questions. So they will be there to give you, again, immediate feedback if you need it. Yeah, it's really helpful. So another way is review books. Now, often review books are associated with money, and this is true for the most part. However, Elizabeth and I have found some ways to dodge the cost, and this can be done through getting a Kindle book. They're often at highly reduced prices. So if you were to get, let's say, a $20 test book for Kindle, you could get it for $5. Um, another way is used books. Used books are readily available on eBay and Amazon, and you can also get hand-me-downs from past seniors at your school or if you have a local library, they often have study books there. And we would like to stress, it's not the quantity of studying material you have, it's the time you put into it. So even one good book is enough to change your score. And this can be said with everything. So if you put a lot of effort into, let's say, Khan Academy, you can still get a high score from that. Yeah, and just to reiterate some online practice websites that um, have proved tried and true for us, collegeboard.com, I mean, great resource getting it right from the test maker itself so you can really make sure that the questions you are answering are going to be worth your while and valuable and you can also follow the follow the college board on instagram um, where they will post daily questions just right in your feed and then you can answer them in the comments below and then they will post the answer the next day and then khan academy which chloe said linked with the college board super great resource lots of good structure to keep you on track and give you that necessary feedback. We also recommend watching YouTube videos of high schoolers that got really good scores. This can be motivational just to see how somebody went from like let's say a low score or a medium score to getting a really high score just from some basic very cheap study methods and so we found this very motivational and helpful when we created our own study structure. 
Yeah, and another thing to note is that Testive, the website that I mentioned about the PSAT, also has some YouTube channels where they post walkthroughs of various questions. So we'll link that below in the description and you can follow them um, and just kind of go through some practice questions with their tutors for free. So another way to prepare is by asking your teachers questions during tutoring. Um, we recommend writing down a specific question you can ask your teachers. Uh, I'm sure they would be happy to help, and even if you don't have a specific tutoring time, just shoot them an email. They're there to help you succeed. They really value your education, and I'm just, I'm so sure that they would mm -hmm. want to help. Absolutely. So that's kind of all we have for this episode, but just in conclusion, test scores are increasingly becoming optional. So you should study and do your best, but don't feel a lot of pressure because colleges accept you not only based on tests. They accept you based on a collection of things, such as essays, such as interviews. And so know that you're more than a test score. Yeah, and if your grades aren't what you would want them to be, as Chloe was saying, go in for an interview. That way you can really show your personality and just know that it's not all about the test scores. But thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode. Remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll see you next week for a new episode. Bye!